time appears to follow a universal rhythm. But that isn't true. In the theory of relativity, Albert Einstein determined that time is relative. In other words, the rate at which time passes depends on your own personal experience. This week, the Jackalopes look at time travel. This episode of Jackalopes Explore is brought to you by Sheridan Stationery Books and Gifts, located at 535 North Main Street in Sheridan. Stop by today to peruse books, stationery, gifts, sports cards, and more. Or visit us at SheridanStationeryBooks.com. I'm Floyd Whiting. I'm Floyd Whiting. I'm Floyd Whiting. And I'm Floyd Whiting. <laughs> and we are your Jackalopes. <laughs> now... <laughs> Didn't know that one was coming. <laughs> um, go upstairs to get water. And you were sent on a snipe hunt. <laughs> the elusive snipe. Oh, speaking of which, this is snipe. Yes, yes. we need to introduce snipe, our resident jackalope. Um, this week, we decided to go ahead and talk about time travel, something that's on a lot of people's minds. Uh, due to movies, and, and I think it's a plot hole fix for just about anything. <laughs> um, but time travel itself is actually quite odd once you actually break down the science of it. In a special presentation on the BBC, British physicist Brian Cox demonstrates a very simple experiment that shows you the principle of time relativity, and you can do it in your own home. So to do this, uh, and especially with our, with our set cameras, I'm going to try something a little different here. Because there are certain things that we all have to agree upon. And, and my resident uh, amateur scientist here, <laughs> Steve, Steve Sisson, we, we know light travels at a universally set speed, correct? Mm -hmm. Yep. That speed is approximately 671 million miles per hour. Now, based off of that knowledge that we know light will not go any other speed than that, we can say that that is pretty much a fact. Mm -hmm. Okay. So. I'm if, surprised you didn't debunk that. Somehow. <laughs> oh, wait, I'll get to it. Uh, so if a clock was made with a light bouncing between two mirrors, we can also agree that that time is set with the speed of light, right? It's a consistent thing. So I want you to imagine a dot of light bouncing between two mirrors. That's not, the speed of that is not going to change. Mm -hmm. So we can say that's the set time because we're watching it demonstrated by the speed of light. Now, I was going to use my phone, but I'm going to use my finger for this instead. <laughs> this, this finger is going to be your watch, our, our little time clock going mm -hmm. back and forth. Now, from your perception and my perception, this is where things get a little different. If I take my clock, and we have a set distance between the mirrors, and I move it, mm -hmm. but I don't, but I move with it. So now, we've got our light, instead of making just a straight up and down motion, we're making little triangular shapes with it, correct? Now, the distance between our two mirrors hasn't changed, right? Okay. But 
the movement from here to there is greater than from here to there. Yeah, mm -hmm. the angle is longer than the straight line would be. Yeah, exactly. Yep. But to me, as I move through space behind the clock, it is only going up, up and down. And down. To you, the viewer, it is now making a greater length of distance. That proves that time is passing differently for me than it is for you just by moving just by by moving myself and the clock mm -hmm. thus time is relative meaning that it is a personal experience to each individual and why why don't we notice this because it's just absolutely minuscule the amount of time that's actually changed we can gauge this as well uh, a study took place at NASA, and this was pretty historical. A one-year mission beginning in March of 2015 and ending in March of 2016. There were two twins, retired astronauts, Mark Kelly and Scott Kelly, mm -hmm. identical twins. One, uh, Scott Kelly, spent a year on the International Space Station. Now, NASA did a bunch of experiments on these two because what a fantastic control group, right? Instead of saying, okay, Aaron, go to space. Floyd, stay on the ground. Right. I'm going to conduct experiments on both of you. Our DNA is different. Our lives are different. Everything that we've done is different. These were identical twins. So DNA is the exact same. So I keep one here. I throw one in the space station and start throwing experiments at both of them and seeing if, you know, less gravity or anything else takes effect outside of all of those experiments that did take place and and if you're interested in that just go to nasa's website they have a whole page on the experiments that they did on these two astronaut scott kelly returned home from a year-long stay in space his slightly older twin like minutes older like like <laughs> I, I i i didn't actually look up the amount of time that they were separated at birth right but mark was the older one he stayed here at home but there was no real physical change uh that could be measured that easily actually like this stuff it, it happened pretty minuscule like uh they threw the flu vaccine in both of them at the exact same time just to see do vaccines work in space mm -hmm. does it change anything upon the return there's one thing that they couldn't really measure that much but they did the math and they found out that uh, the Mark, the older brother, is now even older <laughs> than his brother Scott because Scott was moving at a consistent rate and time passed for Scott faster mm -hmm. than it did for Mark. But how much? In a year's time, International Space Station, I can't remember how fast that thing traveled. 17,000 miles an hour or something like that. Yeah. For a year. Yeah. Five milliseconds. <laughs> Five milliseconds. Five milliseconds. Over the course of the year. Over the course wow. of the year. Wow. But, so if we were to look at this at a grander scale, like Brian Cox, the physicist, did, if we sent someone into space traveling at 99.94, the speed of light, for five years, and then said, turn around and come home, that's a 10-year course, right? So they would age... 10 years on earth 
29 years would have passed. Really? Yes. In 10 years? To you, it's 10 years because you're in the rocket. Right. To us, it's 29 years. So even if we could discover how to travel at the speed of light, you would not be coming back to the same place that you left. How crazy is that? How crazy is this? If we did discover that and we sent you up there, time would pass here so much faster that I could invent a rocket to pass you on the route. So I could have made the rocket ship that I sent you into space. You go for five years. I then perfect that technology to be even faster. By the time you get to the planet that I sent you, it could have been settled for 30 years. <laughs> wow. See, time travel. <laughs> right? Right? That's time travel. Yeah, that's insane. Technically, yeah. that is time travel. Yeah, the person time the travel is, uh... is possible. Yeah. The issue is manipulating that to our advantage mm -hmm. in a way that we could send you anywhere in space and time. And we can't really do that. And Einstein had this fantastic diagram that he calls the cone of light. And this thing basically kind of outlines why can't we really do that? Because we can't break that speed of light. We can't go faster than the speed of light. There's nothing that we know of that can. Now, there's the, the uh, uh, what are they, uh, where the two particles. Yes. Yep. Quantum, entanglement. Qu quantum yeah. entanglement. Now, quantum entanglement is something a little bit different. That's bizarre. And Einstein called that very scary. <laughs> right. it, well, yeah. it was the one thing that irritated him yeah. and frustrated him. Because he couldn't figure it out. Because he could not yeah. figure out how one quantum entangled particle in New York would have an immediate effect on the other one in Japan or across the solar system as far as so, you want to put it faster than the speed of light faster than the speed of light somewhere at the quantum level is a law in the universe that allows communication faster than the speed of light instantaneously mm -hmm. and we don't have any idea what that is so if we break things down to the quantum level there's also some other very strange uh, occurrences so if you take a, a a particle and you've got your your little protons and neurons spinning around every once in a while you'll get what's called a quark and i believe that's what it's called double check me where one of these will disappear mm -hmm. and then it reappears as if it hadn't disappeared <laughs> we have no idea where it goes none at all does it go it's for dimension it's mass Maybe, time yeah. travel it can't just do that according to the laws of physics as we know them it's not allowed to do that so once we break everything down to the quantum level we kind of have to take physics time space throw it out the window because there's a lot of things that we don't understand and one of our favorite experiments is the particle, I, I believe it's called the particle board test. And that's where we put two slits in a board. Yeah, the double slit. Yeah, the, the double, double slit. Yeah. There you go. <clears throat> Which is also insanely bizarre. Absolutely <laughs> strange. Some of those are just wild. <laughs> if we were to throw particles 
at a board, we can watch this irregular pattern form. So let's take a board and put it between the particles and board number one. In board number two, they made two slits mm -hmm. that the particles could pass through. So under ob observation, the particles obey physics. They pass through the slits. And so on board one, we can see a pattern. Two slits where the particles have passed through. And then we remove the, obs the observer. Once you remove the person from the room, the particles stop obeying the laws of physics. And they go in a wave pattern. And they, pass, they pass through directly through the board. Then put the person back in the room, and the particles create a pattern. Meaning, there has to be an intelligence that understands it's being observed by a human being, and I have to obey the laws of physics. When you're not in the room, I don't have to. Now, some people argue that this experiment actually shows that we are living in a simulation. In right. the matrix, yes. exactly. Yeah, because the computer program doesn't have to generate the outcome until the outcome matters. Right. That's right. How odd is that? Yeah. I don't have to render your surroundings until you get to them. <laughs> right. <laughs> Experiments yeah. going on in quantum science right now, I think, will, will yield discoveries that will change who we are and how we view reality as a whole. And I think it'll affect time because as soon as we figure out where these things are going, how they get there, now I need to invent equipment to get me there. I read an article years and years ago on what would you have to do? Uh, what would you have to have to invent a real time machine? And all of its gravity, space, pull, and, and, you know, somebody said, oh, well, you would have to get uh, a rod, okay? And this rod is made out of a material denser than the sun, like three times denser mm -hmm. than the mm -hmm. sun. Yeah. And then you would have to get another material, also denser than the sun, and coil it around mm -hmm. the rod. Right. And then you would have to have a, a, a vehicle of some sort. Oh, and by the way, this rod is longer than our solar system. <laughs> <Right>. Like, it's, <laughs> it's, it's the big one. And then you would have to get a vehicle to ride that coil. Yeah, and, and I'm they, imagining the vehicle looking like a sleigh with a parasol spinning right. behind it. <laughs> <laughs> but at some point, they think you would be going so fast, you would break through that barrier. And what's that barrier? The speed of light. Mm -hmm. Then, who knows? It, we Even though we have theories on how it could work, and let's say that we did build it, how do you decide when and where you're going to pop in? Mm -hmm. And then how do you get back? I mean, TVs are easy, right? You, you just, and you travel time. Right. It's <laughs> super simple. But, but in reality, the equipment needed for this requires such density that it's just not something that can happen on that scale. But what if we figure out how the corks are doing? What mm -hmm. if the corks are traveling through space and time somehow? And we figure out how they're doing it and build it on a small scale.
Can you imagine instant Amazon delivery? <laughs> that would be so, this. so nice. Oh, wow. <laughs> Before we go any farther, there is a question that I do want to throw at the panel here, and that is, where would your first stop be? Ooh, I knew that was going to come up. Yeah. If you could travel anywhere in space and time. So, you know, I mean, people are always like, I'd go back and, you know, take out this person that, that caused all these atrocities. I'd go back and, you know, see Jesus. I'd go, I'd go, I'd go. I would go see how the hell they built the pyramids. Mm. Yeah. Because yeah. that is a huge debate. Mm -hmm. And, you know, everything from aliens to sound technology to whatever. I would love to just see what in the heck is going on. Because I'm guessing that it's not a slave race that built these things perfectly. So that's probably my first <laughs> stop. Where would stop number two be? Stop number two. See, everyone knows their first stop. Nobody yeah. knows their second. <laughs> I honestly don't know. I don't know anywhere what Anywhere in second. space and time. It's crazy. To anywhere think in space and time. Big Bang. Right uh, before. See? What was there? That's my first stop. Okay. That would be my very first stop. How did it begin? Right. Stop number two. How does it end? Oh, okay. I would travel to the point and watch the last star die. There's a restaurant there at the end of the universe. That's what I heard. <laughs> That's what I heard. Douglas, yeah. Douglas hasn't lied to me yet. Right. Steve, what about you? Where would you go? Stop number one. I think uh, the Titanic. Watch the sinking of that You're and like it. answer the questions. Oh. And stop two. I'd uh, go to like 1996 or seven and put money in on Google. No, there you go. Invest, there you go. Mm, smart. Emmy. Uh, I think it's none of my business, so I'm not traveling anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> that is my answer. Seriously? Yes. If you had the ability, you if would not If I had the ability, it. I think it's none of my business. Oh, the temptation would be so high, though, wouldn't it? No. Really? <laughs> not oh, for man. me, but I understand why it would be. Even to like go back to like your high school years and just like Ew. Change, change, <laughs> well, I mean, like, and change stuff there. And like you know, fix some of the things that were not so great. Well, maybe I, that would be nice to like tell myself to actually apply myself in high school because I was very much a rebellious child who was like, grades don't matter. Mm -hmm. I'm too cool for school, <laughs> and and you know, I I do regret that. But at the same time, that's good to regret that because now I'm in college, and I'm using that regret to fuel me through yeah. this. There yeah. you go. This is all life experience, and this is how it's played out. And I so, think that's. The mystery of the world is wonderful. So you're the philosophy of like whatever happened shaped you today and yes. you don't want to change that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you touched on a lot of people would say, I'm going to go back and, and get rid of Hitler, right? And right. I'm going to prevent World War II. Okay. So we're going to take that theory. I'm going to go back and I am going to change everything that was wrong. So let's say you do that. What now happened? That would cause you to go back in time in the future. Mm -hmm. Nothing. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. Nothing bad. Right. So you've created what's called a paradox. Mm -hmm. Now, I honestly believe that time, being the way that it is, and our lack of understanding what it is, could actually be repairing itself all the time, everywhere, and we would never know. Right. We would never know. You've got these people who have these theories about the butterfly effect. 
Right. I swear mm-hmm. the Berenstein Bears were spelled this way. Oh my gosh. That's <laughs> my I, will, I will die on that hill. Yeah, right? I will die uh-huh. on that hill. But you've got to <laughs> ask yourself, you've got to ask yourself, what would cause something like that? If the universe that we know of had to repair itself somehow, but something was left behind, like an echo, mm. that would be the butterfly effect. It, in my opinion, the butterfly effect is something completely different, and that is you go back in time, step on a butterfly, and yeah, changes everything. That that's different than what you're talking right, about. Right. That, Mandela that's the Mandela effect. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. There we I go. Was like, but yes, I will die on that. <laughs> so so there we go. It, it, I, I was wrong. The Mandela effect is yes. the one I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay. Yes. But see, and, and there are people that that swear up and down that that is evidence of time travel. Right. Because. We all, Berenstein Bears, mm-hmm. right? And we've kind of covered this. Jiffy peanut butter doesn't exist. Um, all of those things, but we have fond memories of a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Why? Because somebody went back and screwed with something, perhaps. And the universe had to correct itself because you cannot exist in a paradox. And when you're wiping out all that evidence, it's not 100% and those accurate. darn Berenstein Bears. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a couple letters got left switched around in some people's minds, and they're like, yeah, it's not that big of a deal. Or an event so large took place that we're seeing the best the universe could do. <laughs> right. As far as a repair job. <laughs> yeah. We don't know. And I, what I'm saying is I don't think it's evidence of a simulation. I think it's evidence of maybe not even time travel, maybe not intentional time mm, travel. Right. But something universally happening with the flow of time mm-hmm. has to go back and correct itself. And then it happens so frequently, we just notice these small things, right? Like a lot of people think, uh, what do they call it? Um, deja vu. Mm-hmm. Okay? Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Deja yeah. vu. Yeah. Now, they figure the, the, the real health theory of deja vu is your neuron works, the neurons in your brain work so well that it's actually recounting information as it's being stored. So even before the memory is created, it is throwing it back into the processor of your brain as a memory. Mm-hmm. That is deja vu. Uh, do you guys have theories of deja vu, like your own theories? Uh, that is my theory. Okay. That, yeah. yeah, you're, you're just, you're, you remember you? it because it's happening right now. Yes. Mine, I, yeah, I, I like to call it deja vu. Um, <laughs> really? Because yeah, I call yeah. it ouja day. Yeah, <laughs> nice. It sounds like French dip. <laughs> it's, like, it's like Dave Yum. in his own juices, I guess. <laughs> um, mine is, it's so bizarre because when I have it, and it's not often, mm-hmm. But when I do, I'll try and do something just kind of really out of the ordinary, mm-hmm. break just the cycle. to break the cycle. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes that's part of the cycle, <laughs> and it just creeps me out even further. Right. Yeah. And I don't know if you know if that's the simulation theory, like, oh, I've been here before, mm-hmm. or I don't. I really don't know what it is. Yeah. But it's it creeps me out bad yeah. because I've I've had instances where it's like wow, I've seen that before, and then it's over. But then there's other instances where, I mean, it goes on for a minute or yeah. longer, and that really freaks me out. 
Mm-hmm. I, and I don't know why. I don't have an explanation. What's, right. what's yours? Mine is, so I believe the more scientific thing, but <laughs> I ha- always had my own theory growing up, and it's kind of dark, but it was that whenever I experienced deja vu, I was like, on the timeline I was on, I died. And then I was just going to a different timeline. Almost like a game. Yes. Okay, you're oh. saved. Yes. All right, yeah. here's your save point. You're, you're respawning. Yes. Is yeah. The, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah and that's, that's kind of what I always thought it it's was. It's actually a really interesting theory. Yeah. That, like, something happened, but it didn't happen this time. Yeah. But that moment just before the bad thing happened mm-hmm. is still in the save file. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And then that's it just, yeah. And it's yeah. all okay, because you had another guy. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I wonder how many I get. That's up, 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 down, like down, a cat. left, right, left, right. <laughs> B-A select start. You got to get 10,000 points yeah. before you get the next one. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, it's 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 really interesting to look at that stuff. But when it comes to to deja vu, I really do believe uh, it is the neuron processing information so quickly because I would fall back on the idea of my brain is imperfect, and our brains uh, can do some amazing things that we don't understand. And yeah, I totally buy the I'm recalling information even as it's being mm-hmm. stored. But you get uh, that, that weird feeling, right? Well, I mean, you get that really But it's almost not an out-of-body experience, an OBE, but you get that really weird, like, sensation. I, I'm here, but I'm yeah, not. It's mm-hmm. conflicting senses because your your memory is coinciding with what's happening right now, and that doesn't normally gel. Normally right. the memory is something that happened a while ago, not mm-hmm. what's happening right now. Yeah, sometimes you even have a pretty tough time recalling that one (laughs) sometimes that's a good thing other times it's not but uh so that's that's basically my rant about time um i love the idea of time travel but we really can't get to a point in a society like you know i've seen episodes of tv where they were like oh well we can just travel time whenever we want and as long as you don't touch everything it's fine if you offered that to anyone, anyone, that's a godlike power. Mm, oh, yeah. That's a godlike power. I can go anywhere at any point in time. Wow. You could affect everything. But then again, you're creating paradoxes. Mm-hmm. And we wouldn't even know. A- no, you On wouldn't. our timeline, we wouldn't even know You'd that they messed no with idea. something. What yeah. Bezos figured out how to travel time? And he's like, all right. Now, I'm going to go back, and I'm going to start selling books out of my garage. Right. <laughs> that's going to be the cover. And that's gonna, that's <laughs> how I'm going to start this whole thing. You know what I mean? And there's been lots of media that go into this stuff with all kinds of theories. You know, the alternate timeline. Oh, you caused this. Biff is now president. You know, <laughs> right, that, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. But I don't think, I really don't think time would do that. I think that the universe corrects itself because there is a set uh, portion of the universe that operates on these laws that have to be obeyed mm-hmm. and that we actually do not have the ability, even if we had a time machine, we do not have the ability to change those laws. So this kind of interesting thing about that is like you, you want to go back and try to kill Hitler, uh, but something's going to stop you from doing it. You're going to get into a car accident on the way to shoot him or something. And you're going to, you know, 
slip on a banana peel or something that's <laughs> yeah. always going to stop the, the universe. Will, it's always the banana peel. Yeah. The universe will correct itself. Yeah. Because it has to obey its own laws. And that, that prevents the paradox. No matter All how hard time. you try, you cannot accomplish that. You won't be able to get it done. Yeah. That's why bananas were made. <laughs> right. Well, and my problem with time travel is if you invent the machine, technically, like in my pea brain, my scientific understanding, from that period, you could go forward because now it's invented. But how could you go back? Because it doesn't exist in the past. So really, I would think that time travel is just moving forward because if you could go back, you could never get back because the thing that took you there doesn't exist. And the laws of relativity follow exactly what you just said. Mm -hmm. I can jump in an object even now. My car. Hell, walking down the street. <laughs> You're traveling. I'm a time, time traveler. <laughs> yeah. Right. So we can do that. We do not have the ability to break through the other side of Einstein's cone and get to the past. Right. So what they when physicists sit and really talk about this, what they propose is we take that cone and fold it. Right. The bend. Mm-hmm. Fold it back in on itself and then we can figure out how to get to the past mm -hmm. yeah so it's interesting now there has been attempts throughout history there's been stories there's been theories there's been conspiracy theories and one of the biggest ones is attached to an absolutely brilliant scientist who has nothing but shadow and mystery <laughs> around his life <laughs> tell me what you found Eric. okay so of course Nikola Tesla, right? It totally deserves a show on of his mm, own oh, yeah. for At us. least one, yeah. At least one. But, of course, everybody knows the Tesla coils and, you know, free power. And he predicted actually back in the late 1800s, early 1900s, that data would be transferred without wires. I mean, Wi-Fi, essentially, mm -hmm. that came to be in, what, 1990-ish? Yeah, yeah. Um, so a lot of predictions, smart guy, a lot of work in electricity and magnetic fields. And he was obsessed with time travel. And he was convinced that he could and maybe did build a time machine using electricity and magnetic fields. He was actually quoted as saying, this was back in around 1895, he said, I could see the past, the present, and the future all at the same time, whilst in one of his machines. What was he on? <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's interesting about this, though, is so Einstein's theory of relativity opened the door to time travel in 1905. That's when he mm -hmm. basically published that. However, Tesla in 1895, so 10 years prior, said that he had discovered and suggested that time-space could be affected by magnetic fields in that they could, if strong enough, disrupt the continuation of the space-time uh, threads. So this gets really weird. Just go with me on this journey because <laughs> this, is, this is the weirdest time travel story I have ever come across in my life. And I happened upon it in this research. So whatever you want to say about who these people are, I get it. I don't care. This is about Tesla, time travel, and 
what I kind of think is proof of this. There was a book published in 1893 entitled Baron Trump's Marvelous Underground Journey. Now, I will already dispel the rumors. Yes, Trump's kid's name's Baron. This wasn't that. It was he was a Baron. And the last name was actually Trump. But it was English uh, took over and, and changed it, actually. Anyway, the story goes that there's an aristocratic youth who becomes bored with his luxurious lifestyle and goes in search of adventure. So he travels to Russia and discovers an underground world. And in that world, he is, he is allowed to travel to different periods in time. The illustrations of this book, and you can look all of this up. It's, it's all out there and it's all been snooped or whatever that site is. The kid in the book looks like the kid now. I mean, it's almost uncanny, the resemblance. So in this book, <laughs> His mentor, father figure, is named Don Fume. Okay, weird. However, again, I'll dispel this. Don is actually Spanish for Mr. But just, again, similarities. And as you know, if you watch a show, thing I like about conspiracy theories is the stories. Mm -hmm. Because these are fantastic. So we've got Baron Trump. You got Don. This book goes on and on about this fantastic journey that this this kid goes on. Four years later, okay, Ingersoll published a sequel to this book called The Last President. This is 124 years ago, in which a very wealthy man who lives on Fifth Avenue in New York decides to run for president. The wealthy guy wins. The location that was illustrated in the book is actually where Trump Tower sits right now. And as this guy wins the election, he begins to select his cabinet, of which the first person he selects is a mysterious man named Mr. Pence. <laughs> Here's where it gets weird. Like, it was weird. Wait, wait, right. wait. I'm like, I'm invested now. Right. Like, but like, wait, but there's more. Don't answer yet. <laughs> <laughs> this is where... It, this made it so much weirder for me because I'm reading this and I'm like, okay, whatever. Is there some coincidences? I don't believe in coincidence, but there's a lot of coincidences. The tie back in with Tesla and time travel is that upon Tesla's death, most of his research had been taken by the government. FBI, CIA came still, in. Still and not released. Mm -hmm. a, lot of it, a lot of it was released in... 90-something, sorry, I don't have the date, 240 pages through the Freedom of Information Act were released. But there's, I mean, it was like the redacted UFO <laughs> kind of stuff, you know. What's really bizarre about this, though, is there was an electrical engineer with the National Defense Research Committee who was given most of these files and asked, to do research on it and see if any of this was actually viable or not. That man's name was John Trump, Donald Trump's uncle. <laughs> so I'm sitting here going, okay, wait a minute. You've got a dude, Tesla, who claims to have invented the time machine. You've got a book from around the time that Tesla was claiming all of these things that predicts several things in the future, 
that are then, when he dies, given to a guy who ties into the coincidental names and natures of this entire story. <laughs> I'm like, if that doesn't sound like evidence of time travel, I mean, there's too many, you know, one thing, eh, maybe it's a coincidence. Two, well, maybe it's something. All of that together, Mr. Pence, the whole thing. <laughs> and again, I don't care what you think about these people. This story is insane. It's wild. And when I was like, this cannot even be close to real, I started researching all the way down, and all of it is 100% there. <laughs> now, Don, Mr., those things, yeah, there's taking a little liberty with it, but just mm -hmm. the fact that it's in there. What was the story know. again? What was it called? Uh, it was Baron Trump's Marvelous Underground Journey. I'm going to read it. Published in 18... I need to know. Yeah. 1895? <laughs> but it's kind of like uh, The Simpsons predicting stuff. Mm. So that yeah. is exactly what I was thinking when I was doing this research. I'm like, so I went back and I mm -hmm. pulled like The Simpsons stuff, right? And it's like all of the predictions it's wild that they made and it is absolutely insane yeah. and then what really scared me is that the simpsons did an episode and i forgot about this one predicting zombies in 2024 so <laughs> there you go that's a future episode but not too far in the future right. so uh get rid sketchy. of the bath salts get rid of the bath salts <laughs> right right yeah but it just this story blew my mind because I'm like, oh, this has got to be BS. I mean, it just has to be. All of it plays out. <laughs> so, yeah, I would highly suggest. I, I haven't read the books yet, but I'm going to because yeah, I'm, I'm just like, curious. this is just I, bizarre. Yeah, I would, I would do it out of sheer and curiosity. Just the tie-in back with Tesla and that the uncle gets a hold of all of it and is asked to research it and see if any of it's viable mm -hmm. seems really bizarre. Speaking of... Uh, Futurama and uh, Matt Groening mm -hmm. and and The Simpsons. A lot of people are like, you know, those those who cruise around on the internet know that yeah, there's been some episodes. They're not predictions. They were just episodes, right? That turned out to be fairly accurate, almost a hundred percent accurate. <laughs> and the reason why I say Futurama is look at the main character of Futurama. What happens to him? He travels back or forward in time. He travels forward in time. Mm -hmm. But what now before they came out with this new series, the new season, what was the ending to Futurama? Uh, they get to go back around again. He's got to go back around because he accidentally breaks a time machine yep. and freezes all of time. And because of this, he's granted another life basically go back through. He's not going to remember anything. It was a great way to actually end the series. Because you can just start the whole series it's all right. over again. Yeah. Go back to episode one. I'm just, yeah. I'm just doing the same thing, baby. We're just in Fry's time loop. But so think about that. Like, what if we are on some sort of circular rotation without knowing it, right? Mm -hmm. And and whatever life, you know, people call it a soul, call it a spark, whatever the hell is fueling your intelligence inside of you has a way to hang on to memory, a way to hang on to what we'd already done, you know? Well, and maybe that's the deja vu. Right. Be, you yeah, know, that's well, where that deja comes vu. back. And this makes me think of something that used to happen to me when I was a kid. Like, you know, we'd have cable at that point, so you didn't control, like, streaming. Now you didn't control what you watched. And you'd be thinking about a certain episode of a show. And you were like, oh, man, I hope that's on. 
Mm. And then it and would, then it would be. come up. That <laughs> happened to me too. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm like, I can predict the future. <laughs> <laughs> I'm manifesting. Yeah. But it's an interesting thought, you know. Uh, and, and here's the best part of it. We have no idea. Right. We have no idea. You know, the idea of the Matrix, the Matrix itself is it was the 90s, the height of human civilization. There was no matrix involving the Old West. There was no matrix involving the 2000s. The machine just kept processing the 90s over and over and over. Can you sit here and tell me that that's not what's going on? Yeah. Well, it seems like, you know, decades prior to the 90s are very distinct. But then after the 90s, it all kind of blends together. It's all mishmash. Yeah. You know, I thought that same thing. And then I started looking back at the fashion of the 90s. Oh, no, it's changed. definitely changed. It, uh, <laughs> and then I looked at the 2000s. Oh, puka shell. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Whatever, you wore those. I frosted my tips. <laughs> my, theory on, my theory on that is like, you know, we're not quite removed far enough from it yet. Like the early 2000s music videos and stuff had a certain look to them. Yes, right, absolutely. Right. The movies, uh, yeah. you know. Yeah. Soap operas. Yeah. yeah. And so I think once we get a little further away from it, it will have its own look and feel as the high def keeps getting higher yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's another thing like all the media from the 60s and 70s has a certain look because of the way film and video worked and once we get into high definition stuff it's going to be less distinct mm-hmm. from one generation to the next it's all going to be looking still pretty crisp absolutely and that's it's just i don't know it's one of those situations where i wish i wish i could peek beyond the veil Mm-hmm. I wish I could. I wish I could pay attention to the man behind. I'm good. So that is an interesting theory. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe uh, what's his name? John, John Trump, who's the guy who had to study it. Mm-hmm. The uncle. Yep, John. Okay, so Uncle let's, John. <laughs> let's let's say let's say Uncle John gets all this paperwork, and he gets paperwork that wasn't released right. to the public which i oh, guarantee- I think he got the stuff that other people didn't see. Yeah, yeah i guarantee you there's paperwork that they didn't release so let's say he takes this and in his little lab he goes ahead and he follows through with some of these experiments and all of a sudden you're face to face with nikolai tesla mm-hmm. even if it's just through like a portal or a mirror or something what would you do with that would oh my you gosh. would you say oh the American public's got to know about this. No. no. Absolutely not. not. There's, there's no they way. They can't be trusted. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I not can't be that, trusted. You can't be trusted. No, not None of us. I would abuse that power to the end. <laughs> oh, man, absolutely. That is one thing I am not ashamed to say. There's a reason why I don't run for government. Well, he's part of the National Defense Research Committee. What are you going to do with that information? Weaponize it. Yeah, I right. mean, But how are you going to weaponize that? It depends what it is. It, yeah. You it, can peek into the past. Well, okay. Then you can peek into what's their game plan for this battle. What's, you know, what but could you? Nikolai was looking into the future. It sounds like John was looking into the past. All you could really do is say, was Napoleon as short as everyone? <laughs> right, exactly. Did he really walk around with his hand in his. <laughs> Looks like he was fine. Appendicitis. Yeah. yeah. Did he so, like the water slide as much as that one movie yeah. said? <laughs> <laughs> but you, you see, like, what would you, how could you release that? It's just like when we talk about aliens and where are we with technology and then listening to what, uh, you know, CEOs have said about Lockheed Martin and Skunk Works and 
where one stood up and said, I could, I could get E.T. home. Mm-hmm. Holy crap. Okay, well, what if that's a true statement? What if those government contracts, when the UFO fell out of the sky in Roswell, they took those government contracts and went even farther? What if you had the ability to travel through space, establish colonies, would you bother coming back? Let's say that you established a colony big enough on a on a other planet and in another solar system. You've got not just one, but a fleet of UFOs, a fleet of ships that you made, your company made. There's no government out there. Now I've established a colony on another planet. Now I don't fall under the government. Mm-hmm. And I control, because I fund all their campaigns, the government that's back on Earth. Do I want to dredge 7 billion people <laughs> across the universe? No. No. Because on this other colony, <laughs> I am God here. Yeah, right. I own these skies. The CEO of this company owns these skies. Now fast forward four generations. I'm not going back. I'm not even telling you I'm there. I am the future of humanity. The rest of you, choke and die. Mm, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Now, well, a tense. But, but see, here's the deal. My point is, my point is this. You think something has control. You think that we're all going to progress together. But we won't. We won't. Mm-hmm. If they have that information, you'll never know. Oh, 100%. Yeah. They're, not, they're not going to say... We know how to travel into the future, whether that's breaking that speed of light, you know, the the quark, whatever it is. If Nikola Nikola Tesla built a time machine and they have that, no, we're never going to know about that. Mm -hmm. Just because, I mean, why, why would they release that to anybody but themselves? They're using that for their own purposes. And the minute the public knows, all of your enemies know. Mm-hmm. And now all of your enemies know that you have this technology. And that becomes the priority for me, getting it from you. That is it. That is that is my end goal. Because mm-hmm. I know you've got the technology of the future or the past. And now every penny I've got is going to go into a program to get that away from you. So you're going to guard it, and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Right. But my point beforehand is that can also be abused to the utmost destruction of who we are as a people. Absolutely. We're the United States because we're on this land. The minute you get off of it, God, man, it's every man for himself sometimes. <laughs> right. Right? Yeah. right? Yeah. So if you go to another planet, that's not U.S. territory. I don't have to abide by your rules or your morals or your values. That could be a corporate god out there. Mm-hmm. And as far as we know, they are. And why mm-hmm. bother telling the rest of the world? Steve, we go back and forth on time travel. We go back and forth on the scientific possibility. I'm trying to get us back on because I derailed this entire thing. <laughs> but what do you think, as as someone who really does work with magnets and, and technology, and and is pretty pretty logical and pragmatic in the way that you get things done. <laughs> I think you hit on it pretty pretty succinctly earlier. Where you know we're all traveling through time all the time at the rate of one second per second. Some of us are traveling at different rates. People in the ISS, 
so we know with absolute certainty that we can alter the rate at which we're traveling forward through time. But as far as going backward through time, it, it all starts with, well, you take something three times the mass of the sun and you, okay, well, wait a second, that's the first step. You know, <laughs> uh, what do you do after that? Uh, and then well, you, know, you accelerate someone to 99.4% the speed of light. That's the first step. You know, you, you can't get past that first step. And even if you do, in theory, there's always some other hurdle in there somewhere that's like we can't get past that mm -hmm. so yeah i think you know we can we can alter the rate at which we're traveling forward through time but as far as going backward at least in this universe you know if you're talking about multiple universes maybe there's a way to jump around there. different laws and different yeah. universes mm -hmm. yeah but is time travel possible in this universe no i don't think it is and i i think the biggest evidence for that is we've never met anybody from the future because or have we oh <laughs> stop it <laughs> amy's gonna cover that one here in a second i think it would be really easy for someone at some point in the future of humanity you know because we're talking about the entire history from beginning to end of humanity as soon as time travel becomes possible it's always been possible yeah right so you yep. can go back to whatever time you want to go back to so it would be really easy for someone at some point in our future to travel back 200, 300 years or whatever, uh, book themselves on a, on a commercial airline flight, and then create some sort of medical emergency like a heart attack or something as that plane is traveling out to the runway to take off, causing it to turn around and go back to the gate and not crash into the World Trade Center. Yeah. Uh, and something like that, you wouldn't have, you, it, doesn't, it doesn't lift the veil, it doesn't show any foreknowledge. You just had a heart attack or whatever. Yeah. You know, it's just one of those things that just happened to happen. And I think, you know, something like that, it's not going to really drastically alter the course of history. You know, if, if one plane crashes instead of two at the towers, I think humanity still kind of continues on that same path. But you save a thousand or two thousand lives by doing it. So at some point, someone in the future would probably try to do that. Yeah. And the fact that things like that haven't happened, you know, of course, we wouldn't know about it. See, I was going right. to say, so that's how do we problem. know something like that hasn't happened? But the fact that two planes crashed at the World Trade Center means that. At happen. least that instance yeah. didn't happen. Yeah. And I think there are a lot of other things like the JFK assassination and like Pearl Harbor where you can say some good came out of that and maybe it's not worth going back and trying to, because who knows what's going to happen if you change that. Mm -hmm. I think something like that where you're just kind of altering how it happened, you're saving a thousand or so lives, who knows what those lives would have end up, ended up doing in the future. Um, it probably would not drastically have changed things. You know, what, what good has come out of 9-11 as far as how the world has changed it's kind of hard to say that any of those changes have been for the better. Yeah. So, right. you know, and maybe, you know, you're talking 10,000 years from now, maybe that's not that big of a deal, depending on what happens, you know. From now to yeah. then, yeah. Yeah, maybe that's just no big deal in the history books of, you know. I would rather go back and prevent World War Three and Four. <laughs> yeah, right? maybe that's right, a much right. bigger deal. So, you know, that's not real strong evidence. But the fact that we don't have any, you know, and why would you have to hide the fact that you're a time traveler? I mean, it, why, why couldn't we know that? Yeah. That somebody went back and changed things. Because it's always like, well, if they did, it's because we don't know they did it. But why not say, hey, somebody came back and prevented this person from getting killed or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, the fact that there's no evidence of that, to me, kind of means like it's never going to happen. And again, you know, there have been stories uh, that have always passed, uh, you know, so-and-so prophets and people who can see the future. Nostradamus. Nostradamus, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but they're always like... After the fact, you can go back and figure it out. It's yeah. not much use then. You'll figure it out before it happens. And and it's a good point because why wouldn't you, if you honestly did come from the future, why wouldn't you sit down with everyone and say, look, there's absolutely no way I can prove this other than the fact that I'm not on any of your records. 
but uh, some things are going to happen. Okay, well, before I go back in time, I'm going to figure out what happens within the next week. And I'm going to sit in a little room with absolutely no contact from anybody and a government official. And I'm going to say, on Tuesday, <laughs> this is going to happen. Yeah. You know what, though? This year, that would have been impossible. <laughs> but, <laughs> we, but, had, we had lifetime <laughs> events every day. Well, see, but that's the future. If you're from the well, future, you know, the future you know those yeah. lifetime events. And so you could be like, okay, this happens, this happens. And then finally, maybe, maybe someone would be like, all right, one of two things. This guy came from the future. Or he has got the best intelligence mm. information on the face of this planet. And either way. Either way. You want this guy a, on your side. It's third a big option. Benefit. Third option. Crazy. A very good psychic. Well, yes. I don't. I, but yeah, we haven't seen any of those yet that's either. That's a third option. <laughs> not one. Well, there has not been a single psychic win the lottery yet. And they're, so. they're, Man, and they're well, and I love how they tell you that stuff. They're like, well, it's because I don't want to abuse my powers. <laughs> Get out of here. Somebody at some point would. I, mean, I would I, use that power. If I was yeah. psychic, uh, I'd be, I wouldn't be here. Yeah. 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 Right. I'd be up on the hill with a great big house. Yeah. yeah, you're damn right. But the thing of it is, there has been somebody who has claimed oh, that they man. come from the future. I don't even want to talk now, about it. Aaron really wanted Emmy to watch this documentary. How far did you make it? Uh. 22 minutes, <laughs> and then I started fast-forwarding to try to get some highlights, Yeah, and I, I couldn't even make it through fast-forwarding. <laughs> I was like, I'm done here. So the the documentary that you watched was? The Man from 3036. And you feel that it was not even... Fake. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> fake. And, you know, I was like, oh, maybe this document or documentary, I don't know how to say it. Documentarian? We'll go that, with that, that one. Okay. works for me. Yeah. I, I use that term loosely in, in any <laughs> sense because at first I was like, oh, maybe this guy's going to talk to this guy and be like, okay, you're full of crap. But the worst part is he was in on the fakeness of it all. Hmm. So mm, first note on this is this man who apparently is from the future is one of the most arrogant men I have ever seen in my life. And, and she knows me. <laughs> That's really saying so. And if I could have, you know, d just reached through my screen and slapped that man, I would have. I just cannot stand the way he speaks. Nothing. Anyway, so there's this man that was caught stealing food, and he claimed to be from the future, and he's got no documents, which that can easily just okay you burnt your documents <laughs> and you're not in CODIS what year would did he get caught stealing food about <sighs> when does this take place do you remember Aaron because I it was recent, I wasn't it? this was like maybe five or six years ago yeah somewhere oh around God. there yeah that yeah. recent yeah. Oh, yeah oh wow oh, yeah. I thought this was like 1980s 1990s oh, oh no. No. No, no no this was like the Which other day. He talks about the COVID vaccine. No. Okay. It's okay. recent, unfortunately. Anyway. <laughs> if only it were in the past, it would be so much better. Like, if this dude was, like, in a 1980 and going, like, there's going to be COVID, I'd be like, okay. oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This guy's brilliant. Yes. But, right, no. He's QAnon kind of conspiracy theorist. So, uh he gets caught stealing food and says he's from the future. He's got no documents, which again, how easy is it to burn your documents? And if you're, 
your DNA is not in CODIS, not in any of these databases. Okay, mm. then you're not a person. Like, mm. I don't know. It doesn't seem like proof to me, I guess. But this documenter guy goes like, I am going to get an interview with him. And they have this horribly staged phone call. <laughs> horribly staged phone call, which we'll get to the phone call. Because how do you make a phone call if cell phones are... Okay, anyway, we'll get to it. Anyway, so they get on this phone call. He's like, I want to interview you. And he's like, well, I don't, I don't want to be interviewed. And so he's like, well, it really helped me out. Okay. <laughs> the resistance You've convinced was me. not yeah. very much. So You're, It's like Will Ferrell in uh, Austin Powers. You can't ask him three times. Yes. He just can't handle it. Yes, right? yeah. exactly. <laughs> oh, that was a good scene. But then, you know, the first thing this guy says, you know, to this man from the future is like, well, you know, tell me about the future. Oh, you don't want to know. <laughs> okay, why are we here then? Yeah. Why are we here? Why'd you agree to this? Stop it. Just tell your story and get out. I I can't. <laughs> and <laughs> what is his story? So he has a lot of stories. But oh, he's first, from the future. First mm-hmm. off, so he's gotta have a lot of stories. The mm-hmm. photo, the arrest photo, which I don't know if it's real. I don't know. It looks horribly photoshopped to me. And also, it looks like it was meant to be in, like, the 50s for some reason. The photo? Yeah, it's yeah. weird. Yeah, if we can attach a photo, that'd be great because it's wild. <laughs> but, yeah, he looks, it, the photo itself, the it rest like, like, photo. like some sort of, like, gangster. Yes. Or, like, something like, like his name should be Bugsy or something. You know? Yes. Really, like kind of bring that up in your mind, and, yeah, if we can put a it in Bugsy post, looking guy, yeah. It, well, it, I mean, it just looks like, yeah, like well, a he's mafia. Bald. He's got no eyebrows. Mm-hmm. He's got no hair. And yeah. he, I, I don't know, his head's large, you know, like abnormally large for what I could tell. And again, the photo quality looked like it was from the 50s and it was black and white for some reason. I don't. It's weird. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I don't think the police have taken a no. black and white mug shot Especially since color it was out. like a model photo too, you know, like. The smolder. <laughs> and doesn't he complain the blue about steel. Uh, yeah, he blue complains steel. about like the radiation or something. Yeah. Yes. But so, he's not afraid of using cell phones and all that kind of stuff. But he is afraid he of is. cell phones. Okay. And that's why I'm like, why how do we get this phone call? Yeah. That's I'm what confused. I, yeah. Okay, so first thing the guy said well, you know, the whole you don't want to know. But then he goes like, Well, the last photo I saw you, you were bald and he was like, Well, you can't grow hair in the future. And again, it's always this like... I like your impression of yes. him. Yeah. Yeah, well, and that's what he sounds like. And it's yeah. so like dramatic and, and just, you can't grow hair in the future. And he's like, oh, why is that? You know, like a normal person talking to a person. Radiation. And it's like, okay. So now we get into how cell phones were banned in the 2060s. Because, mind you, this man also asks the other guy to turn off his cell phone. Mm-hmm. And so cell phones are banned in the 2060s because the 5G is causing radiation. Oh, Let's yeah. See, now, hang on, 5G. hang on. 5G. Yeah, 5G. So yes. by the 2060s, we've only hit 5G. Yes. First off, get off your ass. Yeah. <laughs> if we're not past 5G yeah. by 2060. It's as fast as it goes, sorry. Just <laughs> yeah. put the damn phone down. Yes. Especially since that number is just like the iPhone numbers. You can make it whatever you, you want. Can, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's it doesn't just have to insane. be five. It could be 25. Yeah. Yes. And so we're here where it's like, okay, how did we make this phone call then? Mm-hmm. Like, did you go to a pay phone? And even then, why would you go to a pay phone? Because a pay phone's got to have radiation. 
Well, everything's got radiation. Everything's got radiation. What? Like, how do we make this phone call? It's like a little nuclear power plant in your <laughs> <Yes>. pocket. <laughs> uh, you know, a lot of, there's been all kinds of different studies coming about cell phone radiation. Yeah. But do I think it's going to end the entire world? No. No, well, I really well, don't. just wait. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This this man seems to think that, you know. I've spent were, a lot of time at uh, broadcast tower sites where there's a lot of radiation. Yeah. You've spent time near stuff that could kill you. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That really can kill yeah. you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not I'm not afraid of my cell phone at all. Yeah. I, it, that is nothing compared to what else is out there. I, I like my social media too much, and if I go that way, I go that way. I That's how I think of it. <laughs> Um, and you'll be typing about the Bernstein Bears. Yes. <laughs> and then fade off. <laughs> it was off. the 5G. Yeah. It was the 5G. So uh, we're seeing a theme already with the it's conspiracy the, yeah, theories yeah. about 5G. Mm-hmm. And then um, he goes on to call this era the idiot era, quote unquote. You can't that's, argue with that's, them there. That's, yeah, that's what yeah. they call it in the future. I, 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 that's, that's probably true. It made yeah, kind of. Kinda. <laughs> That might be accurate. <laughs> it made me think of that movie, Idiocracy. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It, instantly. Brilliant anyway, work. Mm-hmm. He also says by the 2080s, uh, the average lifespan for a male is 40 years, and the average lifespan for a woman is 50 years. Documenter goes, why is that? Radiation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Lots of radiation. There's a lot of radiation out there. So then um, they get a second interview. Oh, the second interview. This is where I was like, okay, this documentor is in on it. Yeah. Because he has this whole little scene where he goes in the bathroom and he's like, oh, could I use your bathroom? The guy's like, sure. So he goes in the bathroom and he takes the comb out of the drawer and taps it on the on the counter. Like all sneaky. He's taking hairs. He's going to do some DNA <laughs> testing. Okay. <laughs> so they had that whole dramatic scene. And then he goes in for the second interview. And this is where we start talking about how he has a microchip. And that is from the quote-unquote vaccine war that is happening right now, he says. This is the start of it. Yes. The COVID vaccine. Yes. Uh-huh. Yep. So uh, he says, yeah, the war started because people were forced to get the vaccine. And if you weren't, well, you know what happens. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what the exact quote is. You don't even need to watch it now because this is pretty good. We need the sequel with you playing the the, the future traveler. See, Aaron's watched it, so that's a compliment. Um, I forced myself through this one. Yes. And so the COVID vaccine obviously gives you a microchip implant, which, again, we're seeing common themes Mm. of the conspiracy theories that happened during the pandemic. And what confused me the most is that he was like, well, yeah, we can do an X-ray. You can see my microchip, okay? Mm. So they show this. What about X-ray. the radiation? Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Isn't he afraid of X-rays? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Thank you. It's so incredibly frustrating. But anyway, so they show a X-ray where it's in his hand. Mm-hmm. How'd you get a microchip in your hand? Did you get vaccinated in your hand? What are we talking? That's, That's where they put the new shot in. Yeah, yeah. it's right. Well, I think it's it was like that, right here. I think it was that he had to get that. Because wasn't there something about like the underneathers and stuff? Like yes, the you, underneathers were the people that refused to get vaccinated. Right, so they were forced underground. But if you had the microchip, it was more like okay, you can live in society, yeah. kind of thing. But again, why is it in the hand? 
Okay, so obviously this documentary was absolutely bogus. Oh my gosh, horrible. Oh, and it, Hang on. I'm just going <laughs> to tell you right now, I made it through 22 minutes. I fast forwarded. I couldn't make it through. I had to turn it off. It was the most ridiculous thing I have ever seen. So she missed so the, the part where it all gets revealed to be the true. The rest of the story is, so yeah, underneath there's microchip in the hand, all this stuff. They do all this blood testing. The blood and so can't. he's got all these heavy metals in his blood and all this stuff that they don't even know what some of it is. Like he has they no it ancestry. Yeah, he mm-hmm. has no ancestry. His DNA is actually a little bit different than like what it should be. There's all this weird crap in his blood. Supposedly, yeah, there's the microchip. They go further down the road and somebody's following the guy making oh, the documentary. Oh, yes. Someone is following. Yes. That was before the second interview even. Tries he was to like, get, someone's following you. Yeah, man. tries to get a hold of this dude several times. Never can get a hold of him again. And then, in the park that they met in originally, this, so this guy disappears, was a, what, the body was burned, but the left hand was mm. missing. Yeah, that's with right. With a microchip yeah. in it. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> like it's so fake, and they don't advertise it as fake, which that's what I. Well, well that's where I was like, it fake. yeah, Blair Witch well, Project. Yeah, I mean, you, it, it that's was advertised as fake. Interesting documentary story, but it was really bizarre. Yeah, go watch Spinal Tap. <laughs> best, so, uh, best in show. That's that's a a thing documentary. I didn't make it as far as you did. I, uh, my <laughs> critical eye I at the very beginning when they're showing all the newspaper. You know, the websites and all yes. that stuff. If you pause those, not a single one of those is an actual yeah. website from an actual news organization. Right. They're all they're mm-hmm. all phony. So and I, I actually went back and tried to find a story about dude stealing food because the the reason he got in trouble was he took what, bananas and water? And, and, was damn free. and he yeah. didn't understand our customs here yet. Right, because in the I future... I think it's ridiculous. You pay so for bottled he knew, water. He knew that the <laughs> vaccine wars started with the COVID vaccine. He knew all that, but yeah. he didn't know that back here we have to pay for food. Yeah. Right, exactly. But so he got in trouble because he took <laughs> bananas and water, and in the future, food and water are free. Mm-hmm. So... That so, was the whole derailment was banana Again, the damn bananas. Yeah, it's always yes, the bananas. it's always the bananas. And the bananas are radioactive. Next here's, episode, bananas. Here's, here's, <laughs> here's my thoughts on, on that whole thing. Have you guys ever seen 12 Monkeys? Yes, absolutely. No. Sounds yeah, a lot like 12 Monkeys. Yeah, kind of. Sounds a lot like 12 Monkeys, doesn't it? People living in the future got to live underground because the disease came through and wiped everybody out. Okay, well, we're going to send this prisoner back in time. Mm-hmm. To figure out how to stop this disease from spreading throughout the world and killing off the population. Mm, so yeah. they send this unwilling individual, uh, i.e. Bruce Willis, back in time. But they don't understand what they're really doing when they send people back in time. The scientists don't really have it down as perfect science. Mm-hmm. So he shows up. He's treated as a crazy man. He doesn't remember if he's really from the future or if he is a little psychotic. Right. Like, mm-hmm. are these hallucinations? Am I losing it? Because all of a sudden he'll disappear. I guess somehow he's on some sort of timer and can just, when they want him back, he can just go back without any machinery or anything. So I think somebody watched 12 Monkeys 
read uh, too many QAnon conspiracy theories. I know exactly. <laughs> and and made the Instantly, decision. Instantly, I was like, yeah, "Stop it!" They they were gonna they were gonna <laughs> yeah. go ahead and, and try to feed into this whole thing, which is just I don't know. Uh, you know, if you if you advertise it and and market it as a mockumentary. I'm all for it. Go exactly. for it. Exactly. Right. That'd be fine. Yes. But, but you're to, trying but to, there... to sell it as a real documentary. And like the people that aren't educated enough to like understand that this is They're going to watch it and think it's real. Yes. Yeah. And get information from it, you yeah. know? And like, again, that's not a knock on these people. Like, yeah. you know? If I was a little kid and I watched it, I'd probably think it was real. Exactly. Man, this man yes. was from the future. You know? yeah. <laughs> like, was... imagine a teacher showing this as a documentary in school. Right. Oh, yeah. How influential oh, that would be. Stuff like that happens all the time. Yeah. Yeah. But That's why I have such was... an issue with it not being marketed as fake. Simply right. entertaining. Yes. It, was, it was an entertaining story. And again, I, I just love the storytelling of some of this and the, you know, the tie-in to the heavy metals and the radiation and there is no documentation of him. He doesn't exist because he hadn't been born yet. And I mean, it, it kind of checked all those like tropey things, you know, <laughs> that you should have in a time travel documentary, but it was absolutely bizarre. I went back and tried to find anything that I, I could. Couldn't, I couldn't find anything no, on this on, man. On like, this guy it's just or not... somebody that stole bananas and water. Yeah. And I couldn't come up with yeah. anything. So that one, I think, is, yeah, out it's there. It's garbage. Well, sorry just I saying. wasted your time. <laughs> I'm, I'm the one who assigned that to you. That's literally, literally, I have never been so mad with <laughs> <laughs> didn't, didn't mean to waste your time, dear. That was, Wait until you get the next assignment. <laughs> Bananas. You're, you're smarter for it now, knowing. I don't know. What I to think look. I lost an IQ point. When yeah, I was, maybe. Yeah. Quite possibly. Okay. Well, well, I I appreciate you giving it the old college try. Uh, but uh, there's yeah. nothing college about that. There's there is something to you know, like I think I would have probably I didn't even bother watching it because I just I I knew. It was fake before I bothered looking into it. <laughs> oh, I had to watch it just because I'm like, okay, I got to see what this is all about. The whole because... idea, though, it wouldn't be some remote, strange documentarian who has no film credit to his name. And I'm not, I don't know who made this thing. So he could have 50 film credits to his name. But the fact of the matter is, if anybody came out with a story that had any kind of evidence to it, this guy would be everywhere. This guy would be on talk shows. You know, this guy would be national, international, global news. Everyone would know about this guy. And, uh, yeah, the government would snatch him up. And why wouldn't you? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Well, well why apparently they maybe did, or at least his that, hand. Except, yeah, yeah, they got the hand. Yeah, they got the really important part of him. Well, they got the chip. You mean like in Terminator, where a <laughs> yes. future technology... Was brought back in time, <laughs> and then you destroyed the vessel that carried that technology. Do the impression. Do the impression. But say, but you managed to save one <laughs> Michael ship. <laughs> I'm looking for John Connor. <laughs> it's just it's it's ridiculous. Um, is time travel possible? Yes, you're going through it right now, uh, and it's relative to you. It's your own personal experiences, like so much in this world um there's all kinds of theories out there when it comes to you know do we exist in a simulation do we exist in a real world uh 
As far as I know, I'm a crazy man sitting in a padded room and none of you exist. <laughs> right? Because yeah, all we can go on is the way that we see the world. The way that we perceive the information that's going into this spongy little mass between our ears. And that's the best you can do with it. Would I travel time if I had the ability? Yeah, I would. I would. But I don't think I would interrupt anything if I could stop myself. But would you being there be the interruption? That's, what I'm that's saying. the thing, though, because, like, you can't not interact with anything. And we've got particle tests that show that. Right. Well, and here's the thing, though. Like, you being there would be the interruption because the amount of matter and energy in the universe doesn't change. Mm -hmm. But as soon as you go back in time and there's two of you, now you've changed the amount of matter and energy in the universe. That is super interesting, what you just said, because it's so true. There's this entire universe, no matter how expansive and large and big it is, has a finite set of mass and energy. It is neither created nor destroyed. Mm -hmm. And if you traveled through time, you would be interrupting that. Mm -hmm. Yet another rule of the universe broken by time travel. And so, does the universe fix itself? Maybe. We would never know. Does it correct paradoxes? We would never know. Mm -hmm. Our perception of the world would continue. Our perception of history would never actually change because the history I was taught, even if it was changed before I was taught it, is still what I'm taught. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. I hope I got that right. Yeah. A, B, C, D. I don't know. E, I disassociated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, think, I think it does because if it, if it doesn't, then there's no free will. Um. Because that's the only other explanation. Well, either, and, either there's no free will or the universe fixes itself. Mm -hmm. Right. And time travel, I mean, time travel is relative, right? I mean, you cross the international dateline, you're in <laughs> yesterday. Well, we traveled back in time last weekend. We, A whole we hour did. we yeah, got. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But like when we went to Thailand, it was the same day that we left. <laughs> even though it was a day later mm -hmm. like and so, yet the people on the ground aged slower than you did that's right they life. did by right? a few microseconds yeah right yeah. exactly <laughs> but it's so it, it is relative you know if if you guys go to visit minnesota mm -hmm. and you drive and i'm like nuts to that i'm flying i'm there a day before you 14 hours at least probably before you mm -hmm. Did I time travel? We're, we both end up in the same place, but it took you guys 14 hours longer to get there. <laughs> and technically, I'm older. Yes. Right? Yes. Because yes. time travel. You were traveling it, slower. You were traveling through yes, space exactly. slower, which means you were traveling through time. My slower. head hurts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, but that's the thing. So, is time travel possible for you to watch? Yeah. We do it every day. We do it all the time. I'm never taking movie suggestions again. <laughs> Just saying. See, you did learn something from this whole thing. <laughs> yeah, she learned that if I tell her to watch a documentary, she's going to throw it out the window. It's true. Why don't you watch it and tell me what you thought? Yeah, there we go. Uh, I'll watch it if you tell me it's actually good. No. You know, if you actually yeah, watch it true. and tell yeah. me it's good, I will watch yeah. it. I, I was going off of Aaron's suggestions. Yeah. So Aaron. well, I didn't say it was good. <laughs> <laughs> I just said it was kind of interesting. All right. On that, uh, let's go last word. Steve. Uh, well, I think the past exists in our memories and in the photographs and stuff, the recordings, 
I think that's the only place it exists. So it's not worth spending too much time dwelling on it. Look to the future instead. I like it. You've been listening to Jackalope's Explore. Explore.